up, everybody? Coach Kale here, host of the Coach Kale podcast, where we talk to coaches, players, and thinkers today to help you better navigate the college process, particularly looking at college sports and college football. Today's guest is Western Michigan University Director of Player Personnel, Kyle Derrickson. He's been there for a couple years now, and he takes us through how to avoid things like getting camp burnout, how to tell the difference between whether a coach is actually recruiting you versus just marketing to you, and more importantly, how to navigate the kind of weird world of the NCAA transfer portal, especially in light of all the things going on with COVID. If you have a second, please make sure to drop us a review on iTunes or Apple Music. It really does help spread the word. And every time we get a new listener, it helps us get even more engaging guests on the show like Kyle, who you'll listen to today. Enjoy. All right, cool. So, Coach, what is the biggest problem in recruiting that you see today? Oh boy. Uh, there, Oh shoot. I just lost the phone. Sorry. There we go. Trying to stand this thing up to make it good. Got to look yeah, good, no uh, on these things. <laughs> uh, you know, with the transfer portal, my biggest worry is the biggest, the biggest word, the biggest issue has always been commitment. You know, what does it mean? Um, I don't think a lot of kids understand what the word means. And now with the transfer portal and being able to transfer, um, you know, commitment's a word that's been thrown around a ton. Uh, I think it's, going to become an issue in recruiting. I think it's going to become an issue when, you know, you, uh, you get to your school. Um, and I don't know, there's, there's also obviously problems. I I'd like to think that we are a staff that's honest with kids, you know, Hey, we don't see, we don't think you're there yet. Or, um, you know, we like you, but there's some other guys in front of you, whereas other guys are just trying to sell the farm. There are those, uh, fake offers, you know, non-committable offers as you will. And I think it gets kids confused. It gets kids focusing on the wrong thing and, you know, they make the wrong decision. Um, and then comes the transfer portal where, you know, you're able to leave once you've made a commitment somewhere. So, um, you know, I, I don't know, there's, there's so many things. Um, and we're coming out of a pandemic where no kid was able to visit anywhere. And, you know, you turn it on and it's just, it's an explosion of emotions. I think where people are excited to get to, to uh, campuses, you know, by this point right now, a kid should have already visited a bunch of schools but we've had kids the last few days come in and it's bright eyed and bushy tailed. Like they've never been anywhere before. And realistically they haven't, um, you know, these 22 kids are walking in going, Whoa. And it's their first visit. Whereas typically this would be about the time where, you know, we'd like to think they'd be committing or, um, you know, thinking about a commitment. Um, so I guess another issue that we're running into is the timeline's been blown up and, um, it's hard to tell where we're going to get back to now with, uh, you know, the transfer portal and, and, uh, you know, the numbers these days with the 22s getting a lot less opportunities than their previous classes, because we're allowed to keep more kids and last year didn't count. Um, and unfortunately, I'm sorry, I'm throwing out a lot of problems and I don't have all the solutions. No, this is all good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, no, go well, ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think it's, you know, and then you're, you think about your 2021 players, you, recruited an entire class without kids really getting on campus unless they were there right. pre COVID. But, um, right. I was, I was talking to one of the coaches from Brown the other day and he's like, we have 40 guys coming in. And I think only four of them had been to the campus before they had to say that they were going to go or not. And you'd like to think that 
kids would still, you know, give it a go, but there, there seems to be, I think the transfer portal in and of itself had, had good intentions. I think it still does have good intentions. Um, but it, it's almost turned into a weird amateur free agency. hundred percent. If that kind of makes sense. Oh, hundred percent. No, you're exactly right. Um, you know, now you have to start, it's like the NFL where, you know, I think especially power five teams are looking at, you know, maybe schools like us saying, okay, wait, who is good on there? Like, I don't know if you're going to see as many group of five playing power fives in the future, because are you just allowing them to scout your kids live? You know, and I'm not saying that's what we're thinking because we still got plenty of power fives on the schedule. Um, but is that a thought process for some coaches going, yeah, I don't want to play these schools because they could easily just take our players at the end of the season. Um, no, I think there's great intention with the transfer portal. I think for these 21 kids, especially who, you know, our percentage is better than Brown. We only had four visits, but we're only bringing in, you know, 25 sure. with, that's with uh, preferred walk-ons. But, um, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a valid argument for that class, especially who didn't get to see campus, who didn't get to meet the coaches in person. Um, this past weekend, we promised our 21s an official visit. We had it this last weekend. And we, they walked in the door and we couldn't have been more pleased. Like we only seen four of them. The other ones are coming through and we're like, Oh my gosh, you look great. Oh my gosh, you look great. You know? <laughs> uh, so we were excited. I mean, we are ecstatic about this upcoming class, um, you know, because part of that, those kids didn't get to camp. They didn't get to go to other schools and the other schools look at them and go, Oh yeah, you're an offer knowing that we know what we have on tape. Um, so I think, you know, in, in terms of, the COVID stuff, we got some steals. Um, and I think those kids felt better about coming in. And I think, you know, for us, it's, it's going to work out. But at the same time, if one of these kids comes in and is a freshman All-American, is, you know, XYZ Power 5 school going to call his high school coach and say, hey, see if so-and-so wants to think about transferring. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And, you know, all of a sudden you're opening up a gate, uh, a free agency, as you put it, you know, that is going to create some issues down the road. Sure. And, and there's also the, the transfer portal has, you know, unless you're the Jalen Hurts of the world. And I, I mean, look with his pedigree for those guys that have played and started at major schools and coaches just know who they are. They probably have an idea of where they could land even before they enter the transfer portal. But right. for the 98% of the rest of the mortals, <laughs> the mere mortals in the transfer portal, you are assuming a lot of risk where Tons where you have to leap before you know if you have a, a landing spot, um, which can, you know, which can be kind of, I, I guess it's, it is, it is, I think it's a little bit more of a risky proposition than kids kind of see it as. It's almost like they, the stereotype of the transfer portal is, oh, just go in there and it's like a college job board. But um, it, 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 like I thought, I saw a tweet by um, Jim Nagy the Reese's senior bowl guy. And he said, you know, if you're trying to play the next level, just go somewhere where you're going to see the field. You, you can't be scouted if you don't have game tape. And mm -hmm. so do you find, and this, this is the next question. Do you, do you find that there's a misconception for a lot of players that you deal with or families that you deal with about what level they would like to play at versus what level they're usually at? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't think, you see it as much in terms of um, campus visits. I'll say that because if the kids are here visiting campus, they know this is a possibility for them. 
And if we're having them on campus, it's probably because this is a decent fit for them. Um, so, but I, I know at the camps, you know, especially when we start having camps in a couple of weeks, you know, there's going to be parents there that think their kid belongs here. And realistically, their kid probably belongs, you know, at a division three school, which is not bad. You know, it's your opportunity to play football. And Jim Nagy makes a great point. I mean, you've got the, you've got the dreamers that want to play, you know, at the highest level possible, but they have to understand they might, may not play at that level. You know, they need to find a level where they're wanted, you know, and that's the recruiting process. If a kid walks out, steps onto campus and he's greeted by a student assistant and not a coach in the first five minutes, how, how big of a priority are you, you know? If a coach is coming out to greet you or, you know, maybe there's a meeting going on, but as soon as that meeting's out, all the coaches are coming out and shaking hands. Okay, you're wanted. There's a good chance you're going to play at that school. Um, you know, and I think the dreamers have to understand and see the reality of it all. Um, and it's not bad to be a dreamer, but you have to see the reality and know, okay, I'm wanted here. I have an opportunity to play here um, or, you know, okay. You know, this is a great school. I love this school. I always still love this school after I leave, but they don't necessarily want me. You know, I would just be another punching bag or another leg, you know, or another arm. Um, and yeah, I think that's where you, you're going to get a lot of, you, you get some misconceptions from kids and, you know, kids end up in the wrong spot and then decide they need to jump in the transfer portal. And then like you said, you know, it's a, if you don't know, if you're not a great player where you're at and you're jumping into the transfer portal, I mean, you might as well be blindfolded and you got to take what you get. And there are so many more kids in the transfer portal right now than schools have scholarships available. So there's going to be a lot of guys who jumped in and had all of their school paid for and are going to go out and either not be playing for anybody or not going to school because they can't afford it or having to pay their own way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you don't have game tape, you don't really have a case to you know, go transfer to a school necessarily of your choice. You might look great in the weight room. You might have great high school film, but if you're asking a, an FBS coach to trust a percentage of their paycheck and job security to one of 10 decisions that they get to make on player personnel for their position group a year, mm -hmm. you got to give them more than just your best day on Twitter. You know, you, you got to show them some game tape and you can't get game tape if you weren't in school where you were playing in the first place. Now, there's obviously there's different situations. There's family issues. You know, maybe something didn't work out with the coach or whatever. Um, yeah, there are legitimate reasons to, to transfer and not if you didn't have game tape, but it will be so much easier if you do have game tape for that whole process. Absolutely. Even special teams, you know, you've got yeah. some skill guys that if you go to a school and you're a freshman and let's say they're redshirting you, great. They can still play in four games and you can still get on special teams. They can put you on kickoff. They can put you on the punt team, kickoff return, whatever it may be. I mean, and you decide to transfer, there's going to be other schools going, okay, why didn't you even get on special teams? You know, how, how did you not get in four games? Cause you have that opportunity. And if you can't get on the field for that team, what makes you think you can get out of the field for us? Um, you know, and even when we're, we're looking at, you know, FBS possibility kids in the transfer portal, you know, did they get on a special team? Don't care if they played their, their skill position or whatever it is. Were they able to get on a special team? The other thing we look for in the transfer portal is who did we already build a recruiting relationship with? Um, because that, you know, the kid, you know, the family. And then if they give you a reason, hey, this is why I felt like I was not playing. 
okay, maybe I buy that. Or because I know the kid, I definitely don't buy that. And I, like you said, it's an investment. I mean, we're talking about a $50,000 investment a year, probably more um, in a kid that my job is on the line for. So when we go after these kids, we need to know exactly what we're getting or as close to what we're getting as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and your, your kids getting braces depends on what happens on Saturday. I mean, we, yes, like you can learn lessons from losses, but especially at your level, you know, you're, you're paid to deliver, which is vastly different from many high schools where it's like, you know, nobody cares if you're two and eight every year because you're a good guy and you're tenured as a teacher and it's a whole different setting. Um, can you talk about, there's a lot of camps revving up. You guys are getting started with camps. Mm-hmm. Uh, my biggest fear with, you know, restarting the, uh, this juggernaut called college football recruiting is that we're going to go too hard too quickly. And I say that is because I'm coming from the Northeast where we played most States up here. Anyway, they did a spring football season and you know, that's yeah, maybe like a month ago. So you're not really coming into right. summer full power. Like you had a full off season. Um, and if you, didn't have a spring season like like Connecticut, our state didn't, which that's a whole other issue, but you didn't play season anyway. So you're still kind of out of shape. So what's your, what are maybe two or three pieces of advice you would give families and players who are trying to get the most out of these summer camps uh, without going too overboard? Uh, biggest thing. And I say this every year to kids, pick four or five camps. Don't camp yourself out, you know, pick four or five, maybe hit one a week. Uh, because you need your body time to recover. Um, and, you know, I've, I've told you before, I work with specialists and your legs are gold, you know, and in terms of the specialists, if, if we have you at a camp, um, you know, I don't do kickoffs with those kids because I know if they're coming to my camp, they've probably gone to a couple others and kickoffs are just, you know, they're a burden. Um, and can so, you start to interject? Can you get a, as a, like from an evaluation standpoint, mm-hmm. it, you can get a better idea of what kickoff is like off of game tape, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and realistically at the end of the day, I'm looking for consistency in your approach. You know, I will be able to hear it on field goal, you know, your foot to the ball and, and those types of things. And, you know, I can get some ideas from watching the field goal go through. And if you're a great kickoff guy, then yeah, do, do a couple kickoffs and I'll watch you do a couple kickoffs, but it's not something I'm going to make any kid do um, just because I'm not going to hammer his leg into the ground, you know, and I'm hoping at the same point, you know, he hasn't been hammering his leg into the ground doing kickoff prior to coming to see me. Um, but, you know, in, in terms of kickoffs, yeah, I can watch film. I'll get a good idea from there. And I also get a good idea. I mean, from what he does in field goal, foot to ball type stuff. Um, I just want to see consistency on film. You know, I want to see you putting the ball. Or I want to I see your approach be consistent. I want to see you putting the ball in the right spot. If for some reason you kick it all over the, the, the park, I want to hear from your coach. He told you to do that. You know, um, because I'm, I'm looking for somebody who, you know, fits our scheme, which is going to be a direction. And, you know, if you can kick it straight every time, great. That's who I want. I'll just turn your body a little bit and we'll put your left, turn your body a little bit, put your right. We'll be good. Um, but, um, but for all the kids getting back to, sorry, I went off track there with the specialist for me, (laughs) which I know you can, you can appreciate. Um, Oh yeah. But, uh, you know, pick four or five camps, pick a dream school. Okay. Um, pick you know, somebody who's going to have a mega camp where you're going to get seen by as many eyes as possible, Um, you know, and then, you know, pick two or three camps that are recruiting you, genuinely recruiting you, you know, where, you know, the coaches, 
Um, when you get there, the coaches are going to know you, maybe not your face yet, but as soon as you say your name, they're going to be, oh yeah, you know, and they're going to have you in the front of their mind when they go and they're coaching a position, um, you know, and that may not be a FBS school. It might be an FCS school and that's okay. It might be a D2 or D3 school and that's okay. You're going to those mega camps. You're going to, uh, you know, your dream school and you're going to get seen by those FBS or FCS eyes. Um, go to these other school and give them a chance if they're putting you up there. Cause going back to what Jim Nagy said, it's about getting on the field. You know, it's a, it's about getting on, getting on and showing game film and those schools who are genuinely recruiting you, you know, believe you can get game film at their place. Yeah. And defining what it means to be actually recruited, I find is a lot of work, at least up front, like they're, Twitter's great. It's also terrible, but <laughs> it seems like whenever a kid gets a graphic from some recruiting account of a school that has a cool logo that they know about, it's like, man, that's cool. I got this. I'll get a coach. I got this cool flyer. I'm like, great. Did, which coach did you talk to? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Did you try to re send them an email? Did they get back to you? No, they didn't. Okay. Um, <laughs> so they're not really recruiting you yet. They're, they're marketing to you, which is a little bit right. different. Um, and I think I had, I don't know if you know, Keith Grabowski at all. He does, um, the coaching coordinator podcast, but we, had, we, he kind of calls it knocking coaches off of the, the canned response. So basically what that, what he means is, you know, regardless of the sport, and this is true in baseball, um, as well, because we were talking about his son, but you know, you guys as college coaches have very, very limited time throughout the day to, to think about stuff. And so we, you guys can't help, but have you know, oh, fill out this questionnaire, get an automated email. Hey, come to this camp, you know? And so what Keith was saying was, you know, any chance you get, try to hop on a phone call for one or two minutes, you know, and that's, I tell kids like, well, use it as a litmus test. Okay. Uh, coach reached out to me, got this cool flyer. I say, great. Try to reach back out to him. Just say, Hey coach, I'm really interested in attending the camp. I'd love to ask you one or two questions for two or three minutes sometime this week. And if they're not willing to hop on a phone call with you and go beyond just the, the Twitter graphic, they're probably not going to recruit you that, that they're probably just asking you to attend the camp. Is that a fair assessment? Absolutely. No. And, and I would almost say if the coach hasn't reached out to you about trying to get on the phone, he, he might be recruiting you. There might be a daily com or not, maybe not daily, but every other day or weekly conversation, um, you know, via Twitter or text or whatever. Um, if that's the case, you're probably in that next tier, you know, you're probably one of the next guys up but they're going to want to get you on the phone. You know, if, if, if there's a genuine interest in there and they really like you. Um, so yeah, no, I think, I think he makes a great point. There are the canned stuff, you know, the, you know, you hit September 1st and there's a million, you know, uh, graphics no. going out for every kid. It's like, Oh my goodness. You know? Um, yeah. And, and I guess that's where um, I, I try to be efficient with our time. I mean, in terms of, you know, we don't have a giant recruiting staff. All right. Um, our recruiting staff, you're looking at it. We, I'm the only guy I use the coaches. I use the GAs and we do everything together. So we have to be efficient, you know, and when it comes down to it, you know, we can't reach out and do the whole marketing, the whole marketing deal. But I do feel like when we get on a kid, the kid has a genuine interest in us because he knows we're showing that genuine interest because we can't go ever after everybody. We don't have the manpower. We don't have the time. Um, so I feel like when we get our teeth into a guy, not saying it's going to be us, but it's going to be us with a bunch of other schools. We're going to be in the mix. 
Um, and the kid has to feel that way. Uh, if he has to reach out to the coach, say, Hey coach, can we get on the phone? You know, I'm going to guess he's in that next tier. If he's got to make that, um, you know, sure. that step. Now, if that coach says, yeah, sure, let's do it. Okay. There is definitely a little, another interest coming back. Um, maybe not the interest he's looking for. Cause just because he said yes to that conversation, you know, doesn't mean that he is full go on the board necessarily. Um, yeah. And everybody's different. I mean, I'm kind of, I, I got to give you my experience, you know, with our guys, but uh, um, I, I might be wrong in some regards. Some guys might just stick to Twitter texts and they don't do the phone call thing, but you know, with, with running the show here, I mean, guys have got to be on the phone in, in my opinion um, because, or zoom at this point, you know, now that zoom has become a big thing or FaceTime uh, there's gotta be that interaction. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's um, yeah, I think it's, it's a very uncomfortable experience for a high school kid to put themselves out there to like talk to you. They, they see the logo. They see you guys as like these superhuman mythical, you know, Titans of football that they're engaging with who can say yes or no to their college football dream. And I, I try to tell kids like this, this is like the, the best training for life that you're ever going to go through. But there's really, the stakes aren't that it's not like life or death. It's not like you right. need a job or something. Um, and what, obviously with the summer camps, the goal is to perform well enough to sustain the coach's interest. Okay. You're the same kid that we saw on tape. Cool. Physically, everything checks out, but really like the, 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 the RO, do you think the real ROI of summer camps is like the in-person interaction? And, and then like, if so, um, maybe what's your advice like the for non-football stuff at these summer camps like what are you guys looking for that's not like a drill what are you looking for in demeanor what are you looking for in the questions kids ask um because all things being equal you're stuck with these guys for four or five years too and if kid checks out athletically two identical guys the one with the better personality maybe the better culture fit might get the go ahead so what are some of the non-football things that you look for at camp what are some red flags as well. Um, well, first thing is being comfortable. You know, you want to see the kid comfortable and, and you just kind of hit on it. I'm going to go back real quick to something you said. Um, you know, they see us as these huge, you know, guys that hold their college football career in their hands, but realistically there is a level of college football for everybody. You know, it may not be the one you necessarily are dreaming to play for, but there's a spot for everybody. So now no one coach can hold your dream in their hands and say, no. Now, if, you were wanted to play for Western Michigan your whole life, then yeah, we're, we're holding your dream in our, in your hand. But you know, at the end of the day, there are some other options. So no kid should ever feel like, you know, the dream of college football is in one guy's hands or a couple guys, you know, there are levels that everybody can play, but going back to the, the camp piece is, you know, we want a kid to be comfortable. How well do we get along? Are you coachable? You know, how well do you take instruction? Um, you know, if I ask you to, uh, to try something, you know, how well are you going to do it? Um, you know, and, and are you going to go into it and say, okay, yeah, I'm going to listen to coach and I'm going to go. Or you can say, coach is screwing me up, you know, and, and you're going to have a little bit of a pessimistic look to it. Um, yeah. you know, what's, how do you react facial expressions? You know, when we ask you to, uh, to run a 40, you know, how's that going to go? Um, and, and to be honest, we've had kids at our camp the last, obviously, you know, take away last year, last few years prior to that, where they were that second tier kid. We wanted them to come to camp. We asked them to come to camp, you know, texted them. We weren't really in the phone call stage. They showed up, 
they balled out. They were coachable. We loved how the interaction worked. Our personalities meshed with theirs. We offered them. They're here. And they're great players. So, you know, it, it definitely works that way in terms of the camp circuit. Um, but we want to see how well we work together. And just because, you know, a coach may not like your personality, then fine, forget it. You don't want to spend four years with that kid, with that coach anyway. So right. that recruit needs to turn around and find somebody that fits them. Because just like I was talking about levels, there's a level for everybody. Shoot, there's probably a coach at that position somewhere where, you know, and it does, I'm not saying across the country, even in your area, probably of the schools you're talking to, there's a coach whose personality fits yours, whose, you know, uh, coaching style fits yours. You know, if you need to be yelled and screamed at because you think that makes you better, there's a coach for you. If you need to be patted on the back and say, hey, man, you can do this. Let's go head down. Let's figure this out. There's a coach for you. You know, I don't think kids need to think that all their eggs are in one basket, um, you know. That's why you need to put yourself out there. Now, I also don't think you need to test out 10 baskets in terms of camps this summer, but, um, you know, you, you need to focus again. That's why I talk about going to two or three places where you've talked to the coach, you know, the coach, you're being recruited by that coach, you get along with them. Um, and realistically, if you don't have two or three coaches that you're talking to or that you're communicating with where they've asked about your family, they know your parents' names, or at least you've given it to them, they've asked for them, um, you know, they know your favorite, maybe football team, then maybe you got to start looking at maybe a lower level because that's where you're going to find those coaches that really want you. Uh, sure. Yeah. So. And I, I think going into the, you know, it's kind of like sales almost. You don't, um, you don't want to go into a sales call cold. You want, you want the, the client to know who you are before you call. Maybe it's from a referral or something, but just, they don't have to, a coach doesn't have to necessarily say, Hey, you're our guy at QB, just come to our camp. But as long as you can get on that, sh that coach's mental shortlist of the, the, you know, the eight or so guys that they really want to see and know who are coming, that's huge in helping you, um, you know, at least kind of stand out and get an evaluation and, and getting on that, you know, shortlist is, is not as hard. You can be that second tier guy, and still get a, maybe a, a Twitter response or an email response from a coach, or maybe get on a, a very short phone call with a coach just so they know who you are going into the camp. Mm -hmm. um, if, if you're going to Penn state's recruiting camp and you haven't heard boo from anybody, you know, odds are it's going to be a waste of time and it's cool to go there. You can get on the field. It's great, but you're going there because it's a dream or a fantasy, not because the, the level of football is necessarily going to be right for you. Does, does that yeah. resonate? Oh, absolutely. And you better hope at Penn State's football camp that there are some FCS, D2, and D3 coaches. Because as you're out there and you're playing under the Penn State lights, which is great, you know, whatever coach comes up to you and says, hey, I think, I, you know, I think you're pretty good. That's the coach you need to say, okay, coach, where are you from? You know, I don't recognize that logo. And that's okay. I don't recognize your logo. Where are you from? Get his name. And now you have started your recruiting process started with a dream, but it ends up in that reality where this is where I belong. Um, yeah. No, I think, I think that's a, that's a great point in terms of, you know, where they're going, what they're looking at. So. Yeah. And I think getting that recruiting flywheel turned the first couple of times, it takes, you know, 10 X the effort that yeah. you, you would think it is. And I, I, parents kind of laugh at me sometimes when I would tell their kid, well, you know, it's probably realistic to, to get like one response for every 12 to 15 messages you send out. 
and, and they're like, what? But they don't under, can you just talk us through how many unread messages you have collectively across all your inboxes right now? Um, so I'll say this. I have, I have quite a few, but I keep them unread because I like to get back to them. If sure. somebody sends me a personal email where I find something in there that it's like, it's not just, um, coach, I love your university, you know, coach, I love Western Michigan university, you know, and I'm looking to go into business. Um, and I've looked up your school and you're ranked pretty high. I want to hear, I've looked at the Hayworth college of business and we're ranked pretty high. Because the same way that a recruit doesn't just want the general uh, marketing ploy from right. a recruiting you know, office, I don't want the general marketing ploy of you or whatever company you've hired to shoot these emails out to me. Um, you know, I want a genuine personal uh, message. And if I get it, I will give you a general response. I will watch your film. And you know, a lot of times the film is, you know, Hey, we've got some other options right now. You know, this is the route we're going. I mean, I, fi I take from my head coach. I can be brutally honest at a, at a lot of this stuff. Um, but I think kids deserve that. You know, if you're going to put yourself yeah. out there, um, I, I feel bad if I'm going to get, I'm not going to give you a terrible answer, but, you know, I feel bad that I'm saying this is probably not the right choice for you, but I want that kid not to believe that this dream is still alive. I want him to spend his time efficiently finding the school that really wants him and thinks he can go there. Oh yeah, totally. And I think it's, you're actually doing a kid a even greater disservice by kind of letting the fantasy grow. Um, and it, it is tough because, you know, you think about, I mean, college is really about like potential, right? Like mm -hmm. from K to 12, that's that's kind of the conveyor but we have kids on for better or for worse and nobody wants to especially with kids nobody wants to cap their potential prematurely right oh you can do anything you want Ooh. but while college you know is about exploring your potential and finding whatever that is college football is a little bit more cutthroat you know like there are certain metrics and weight there's a certain look you have to have size speed blah 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 you know, experience and you have to have the fit for the team. And there's a little bit of timing and luck in there. Um, I heard one high school coach say recruiting is a little bit more like poker than chess, you know, in, in, in chess, there's a clear right and wrong move for every round, but in poker, you know, it's a game that accounts for chance and timing. Um, do you think that um, recruits understand how important timing might be for how recruiting works? I would say quite a few of them do, but yeah. there are definitely quite a few that don't. Um, you know, to be honest, I wish I knew, and I was talking with our head coach uh, earlier today about this. I wish I knew what the timeline was going to be. I mean, typically we have 95% of our class done by the end of June, but this is a weird year. The kids just started visiting. For 2022, you're saying? For 2020, yes, for 2022. So you guys are like a, you're like two years ahead, usually recruiting wise. Uh, I, I would call it a year ahead because you yeah, know, yeah. those 22 kids are going to be seniors. Right. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're committed and, you know, ready to come now, granted they haven't signed, but they're committed They're They say they're in, um, you know, come the end of June. Well, visit is visits just started. So kids haven't had to, you know, see all the other places and had a chance to visit. And realistically, in some cases, a chance to go to a power five and see that they're not really being recruited. Um, 
and then be ready to commit by the end of June. At the flip side of the coin, we've only got nine spots. And I know across college football, you know, with all these other guys coming back, if you have a team that allowed their seniors to come back and are allowing their juniors to take that extra year, you don't have too many spots because you brought in freshmen. So the spots are limited. So are the spots going to go quicker because they're limited or, um, you know, is this going to get drawn out because kids have to go visit places? I mean, I don't know, but that's typically been the timeline and we've gotten to the end of June and there are some players we really, really liked, but they didn't decide to commit early enough. And realistically with us, we have a line. If you're above it, you know, we offered you and we'll take you. If you're below it, we haven't offered you and we won't take you. And however these guys all shake out, if this guy commits, okay, sorry, if we only have one spot, the other three are out, you know, um, and that's just, that's how it works. I mean, yeah. um, and kids don't understand the timeline. They think we talk timeline is just a way to get them to commit. But I think we're talking timeline because we're trying to be honest and like, hey, we have one spot. If you'd like it and you think this is the place for you, we'd love to have you. We don't want to put pressure on you, but you know, there's natural pressure created because Johnny's in the other room. And if he's feeling the same way you are, but he says, yes, then I'm sorry, but we don't have a spot for you. And I don't think everybody understands that. They think I can play out till, I mean, look at, look at most of the first signing day, kids are done. They think they can play out till the second signing day and take all these visits. And, you know, it's just not the way it works anymore. Yeah. And I think there's a, and being a teacher for like 10 years in high school and, and you have, middle age or sorry, middle school and, and high school kids yourself. So, you know, it, it seems like there's, there's a, almost an unwillingness, like, like there's a, I think young people have always been kind of noncommittal because to decide about a college, you kind of have to know who you are and you don't have no idea who you are when you're a young person, really. And yeah. every day you're trying out a new personality and look or whatever. Um, but you can keep your options open for so long that all your doors eventually close. Correct. And, and I think it's like, you know, to use like a dating analogy in high school, if you string on two, you know, two people you're trying to date long enough, they're both going to say to heck with you. Yeah. And, and so I think, and I think there's also a misconception that, okay, let's say Penn state did call you in your dream school or, or whatever, whatever, Notre Dame, it, you know, you know, kids, I know kids that have gone to their dream school and they had all the lights and flashy things. There's still going to be problems there. Like you're yeah. still going to go there and you're going to have that freshman dorm room moment where it's like, Oh, I never did my laundry before. Or like, what the heck am I doing? Or my roommates, you know, he was cool online, but now like, I can't stand the guy. So like, I think there's a misconception that like there is a perfect place out there, paradise college football program for you. Um, and I guess it's kind of the adults fault because we just, we talk about college as like this huge big thing on a pedestal for kids in high school. Um, but yeah, there, there's wherever you go, D3 to FBS, there's going to be problems. <laughs> so, well, hey, football, football is exact and college are exactly like life. Yeah. You know, you're going to get in, you're going to get into a college and you're going to think it's perfect. You know, you're going to get into a job after college. You're going to think it's perfect. You're going to marry, you know, a, a significant other and you're going to think it's perfect, but yeah. problems are going to hit. Sure. You know, you're going to, you're going to run into some mountains and you're going to have to climb them. And, and whether you're doing that with a team in college with a significant other, you know, uh, in your job, you know, with some coworkers, you know, that's the best part about this whole process is it's teaching you to be an adult because nothing in adulthood is perfect. You could have all the money in the world. You're still going to have problems, you know? Yeah. Um, and like you were saying, when you get here, 
doing your own laundry, you know, figuring out roommates, a new coach and how he coaches compared to, you know, how your high school guy did. Um, you know, that's why it's important. Again, see, try to see things. I'm like the 21 class, unfortunately was able to do, but get out and see things, um, you know, test the waters, find, really be recruited by the coach. So you know what you're getting into when you get there, because at the end of the day, the only way you're going to get on the field is if you're comfortable. If you're not yep. comfortable, you're probably not going to see the field because if you're not comfortable, you're not playing well in practice. You're not going to be well. In, you're not going to do well in the games. So uh, find the best comfort fit for you. Nothing's going to be perfect. All right. But, you know, find what you feel fits best. Sure. Yeah. Some some free Nikes are pretty cool. Right. On that. But <laughs> but, you know, just because you got a couple of free pairs of, of cleats. I always ask kids that question. I'm like, do you just want like three pairs of like free shoes or something or like or do you really want to go to this school you know um but um well hey coach we're coming up on time here i know you're really busy it's the thick of things um what would be if um now is your summer camp open to anybody or is it you guys i know some schools are doing like more of a uh, like a closed uh summer camp like so for example like army's only having like like kids come out by position it's not necessarily like a full-blown camp what's the format that you guys are, are going with no, we've got uh, basically every position can come out. We'll cool. split everybody up into positions, do position drills, those types of things. Um, you know, we don't have a, a separate specialist camp. Um, the specialists come to the normal camp. Uh, you know, they'll do the measurables really quick. And then while everybody else is doing agilities, they go into the indoor and we'll basically be, you know, punt, um, long snapping, obviously, uh, field goals and, and all that good stuff. We get all that work in during the regular uh, individual camp while everybody else is doing their thing. So we get punt take care first because the big guys come in and do one-on-ones in the back of the indoor. So we lose (laughs) a little bit of space, uh, not getting the whole field, but, uh, uh, but no, it's, it's, it's uh, open to everybody. Cool. And then what would be one piece of advice you would give uh, to families or, or players right now going through the recruiting process? In everything, be yourself, you know, don't try to be, you know, I'm this macho, macho guy and, you know, be yourself because you look uncomfortable when you're not. Um, We want to see guys who are comfortable because we want to see the real you. We want to know, okay, this is the kind of guy that I'm going to get if, if I bring him here. uh, And I know I can coach that because it's about, you know, finding the right fit and finding the right match. The same thing for the recruit to the college is the the coach to the kid. Um, You know, we want to know we're going to be good and we're going to have a great relationship. And even though you may not, you know, fit with one coach, that's okay. Like I said earlier, there's another coach out there that is going to fit you and help you become the best possible player you can be. But if you try to be somebody you're not, when you get out to one of these camps, well, then you're going to find yourself in an even worse situation when you get there as a freshman, because you're not going to like what's going on um, because you hid who you were. So be yourself. Family's got to be themselves. Um, unless you're a helicopter parent, then get the heck away. Don't be yourself. Get, you know, go somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah. That's all that we could do a whole nother episode on that, but, um, (laughs) well, Hey, that's been awesome. Well, Hey, thanks for stepping on coach. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll put your Twitter up there on the show notes so kids can reach out to you. So, uh, all right, cool. We'll cut it right here. All right. Appreciate it.